0: Hi, and welcome to Women Entrepreneur Spotlight. This is a special three-part series with Jennifer Estelle. Uh, Jennifer started her journey by making a dream come true, except there was a side journey that was not part of the original plan. And this, this side journey could have ended the whole dream come true. But Jennifer didn't let that happen. She took on the dragons slayed them, and continued on her path to making her dream become a reality. And hi, Jen, and thank you so much for letting me share your journey. How are you?
1: Hi, Deb. I'm great. Thank you for having me and allowing me to share my story. I'm so happy and grateful to be here.
0: I am so happy you're here too and excited. And just a, a little side note, uh, Naomi Girk, uh, we ha- as a mutual friend, I have been following uh, Naomi and BowtieAtticus.org since last year. And uh, what an awesome lady she is. I am so uh, privileged to know her and I'm so happy that she had introduced me to you. So again, thank you to you and thank you to Naomi. She's just wonderful.
1: Naomi's great. She's uh yeah. I'm my bestie. We have a funny story about how we met, we met on Instagram, but we both thought we lived in California for over a year. And then we found out that we lived 30 minutes away from each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she told me that story. <laughs> it's like, yep, nope, in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was 30 minutes away. And then we, when she was doing one of her events, I went and, and we finally met up after a year of being friends on social media.
0: And something similar. It's almost a year that when I met her, too, a couple months ago, (laughs) she's all all over. And I tease
1: her. I said, you don't sleep. Mm -mm. She says
0: she says she she does sleep.
1: I said, no, you don't. She's wild. But yeah, she's been so helpful and great. She's awesome.
0: Awesome. So you had this idea and you decided to take the leap of faith. And in the midst of it all, you had a health issue that had to have immediate tension. And then, so tell us about the dream that you had, how it started and where you were in the process when this health issue became evident.
1: Yeah. So I had this dream of creating a holistic health and wellness retreat center. I've always, um, actually, Backtrack, where we, um, I wanted to create this holistic health and wellness retreat center where we can bridge the gap between animal and human welfare, getting back to basics. As long as I can remember, I would daydream of living on land with animals. It gave me a sense of grounding and purpose. The more I would return to nature, the stronger the dream became until internally I knew I had to make it a reality. Dogs always brought me to nature, so I give credit to all the dogs who walked alongside me. And I was three months from signing on the property here when I received the diagnosis. So um, in November, I received a diagnosis of breast cancer after a routine mammogram. And looking back, it was a silver lining in the whole process. Or as my friend Matthew McConaughey says, a green light. I think having the dream and the goals of creating my passion project kept my mind off of the diagnosis. And I was focused on what I needed to um, do to get back to being healthy. It was a small blip in the journey, filled with many lessons.
0: It was certainly a blip. You can say that again. Oh my! And so, can you take us through the health issue journey? And what message would you like to convey to other women? You know, who might be going through the same thing that you have have already journeyed through?
1: Yeah. Of course, I actually I this started back in my 20s. I not the breast cancer, but um, I like to tell the whole story because our, our body is really intertwined and connected. Um, so when I was in my 20s, I was diagnosed with um, Hashimoto's and autoimmune disease. And around 36, I started getting chronic fatigue. And that's when I knew I needed to get a hold of my health. So that's when I started to educate myself. On natural healing remedies and paying attention to what I was putting in my body, what I was putting on my body, and really paying attention to that mind-body-spirit connection. And then jump forward almost 10 years, and I received the diagnosis of breast cancer. It was very emotional, but my career is in healthcare. I worked in the imaging department, specifically ultrasound, in my previous life. I used to perform breast ultrasounds and walk women through their biopsies. So I know how scary the whole process can be, but this gave me the foundation I needed to face my own diagnosis. Now I'm relearning what my body needs to heal. And I also started hormone replacement therapy. So everything is changing. So I'm learning, you know, how to cope. It's all brand new. Right, right. Uh, then the message for other women is really to lean into the support system and advocate for your your health journey. because nobody knows your body better than you. Also, make sure you get those routine exams. It is so important and it can save your life. Talk to your physicians and use them as resources. Join the support groups and look for the nonprofits that are already established. Um, I started working with uh, Unite for Her. They've been really amazing. Um, Bryn Mawr Hospital connected me with them. And just make sure that you're your own advocate and know that you're not alone and don't be afraid to ask for help.
0: Absolutely. And I looked... Unite for her up and I would like to read their vision. So their vision is every person with breast and ovarian cancers will feel the support of a loving community and will have access to comprehensive education, services, and tools that enrich their health and well-being. well-being. And something else you just mentioned too, with being your own advocate. I don't think women do that often enough to be their own, no, be their own advocate. And that is, probably should be on the top of your list if you're going through a health scare. Absolutely. I think we're, I think women are probably the last people that reach out to ask for help because we all think we can do it ourselves and going through what you went through. I, I know, and we'll get into that later. I know that you had your own village too, to help you through. So again, being your own advocate, looking for, you know, something like Unite, um, Unite for Her, which is in Pennsylvania, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. They are. They're, Out of Philly. So now that I've moved up here, um, it's been a little bit difficult to find um, the resources that they are connected with, but um, hopefully we can change that. Um, Just for instance, they have a CSA program with Lancaster Farms, but they don't deliver up here. So if you're down in that area, you you get your passport and you get so many points on the passport to get acupuncture, to get massages, to get whole foods. Um, they sent me this care box, which was amazing with all um, chemical free products, uh, cookbooks, just there, they were amazing. And Bryn Mawr hospital is the one that connected me with them. So, and they're, you know, they're people just like you and I, so you can reach out to them, email them, call them. They're
0: very, so so you can reach out online and and get support that way maybe not perhaps all the personal care that that you have been were able to to receive and is it more of a holistic re- approach
1: it is so the founder of unite for her was diagnosed with breast cancer i think and she saw the gap between conventional medicine and functional medicine and wanted to bridge that gap so that's what was that's what i love about unite for her
0: Wow. Wow. Um, And so what does, it says here, Unite for Her offers a passport support for alternative remedies. So that includes the acupuncture and what else?
1: Um, You can get, you can sign up for therapy. You can sign up for yoga. Um, There's a list of things that you can sign up for. They offer breathwork workshops. Um, They did have a live event that I wasn't able to attend, but, um, I, I think I probably don't even know everything that they offer wow.
0: Wow yeah so again, it, you know you have to advocate for yourself and, and look for for the resources that definitely will help you. And so how has that affected the process and what made you decide to keep going through um, you know seeing your dream come
1: true? Yeah, I, I just had to really trust the process and it encouraged me to keep going. It actually elevated me. Life is but a blip and this was a reminder of that. The support that comes with a diagnosis like this one is something that you can't describe and not that you want to be, you know, on that end. But when it happens, you really can't describe how many people show up and want to help. But um, you do have to be open and talk about the challenges you are facing. Uh, What I learned is we are never alone. Someone has done it before you and your actions can inspire others as well.
0: Absolutely, and you are the third woman entrepreneur that I have um, interviewed that has battled with with breast breast cancer, um, and it, it is so true. They they kind of said the same thing. All the support that comes comes with it once you talk about it, and again, th- that's the other part of it too. We we ha- we have a hard time talking about things.
1: Want to ask for help, and it's it's odd because I would see other women, you know, post things on social media. And, um, it's different when it's you, and then you see the flood of messages that come in.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you do have, and have had this amazing support team of people around you who have helped you with getting this dream to the point of what we'll call phase one, who are the support people and how have they all played a certain role in all of this? (laughs)
1: yeah i mean i don't know if i can name them all but one i know for sure is that many played a role and i would have quit if i didn't have the support that i did so many people believed in me and my mission and that i couldn't deny it so the show had to go on my community has really pulled me through i have my family friends my rescue network my yoga network And now my Viticulture Network, which is a whole nother community that I'm just amazed that I've landed here and I've connected with the people I have in this little community so far. But if I didn't start this project three years ago and nurture the relationships I was creating, this story would be completely different. For the first time in my life, I had to let go of control and accept love and help. I even learned how to ask for help. I had family and friends create fundraisers, cook for me, taxi me back and forth to appointments, help me shower, walk my dogs, rub my feet, empty my drains, make me do my exercises. It literally hurt to breathe after surgery. Now I have my support team pruning, (laughs) running farm equipment, renovating my home, um it's it's all been pretty amazing.
0: That, that is amazing, absolutely. And when you were looking for the property, were you originally looking for a vineyard or were you just looking for the, the piece of property to have the retreat on?
1: I wanted I envisioned a property with a lot of land and a tiny home. And that's all I can I'm like I want a, a lot of land and a tiny home.
0: Okay? And so how did you find the piece of property that you're on now? And I think you've already closed on the property because you're moved in, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. We closed on February 24th. So I, at the end of the day, I would um, jump on Trulia. And it, was, it was kind of like my dating app when I knew that I wanted to sell my house and I was looking for some land. And the vineyard popped up on Trulia. And once I decided, well, once I decided north was the direction I wanted to move, I narrowed my search and this revenue producing vineyard caught my eye. It had a tiny house and a lot of land. So the next day I reached out to a realtor friend and she connected me with the listing agent. And three days later, I was walking the property and I knew in that moment it was the place. It was on the market for a year because of its uniqueness. It's really a niche property. Um, And we found out that we couldn't I couldn't get a conventional loan um, because it was revenue producing. And also the bank didn't know how to appraise the vineyard since it was the it's the only one in the area. But I'm finding out now it's not the only one in the area. Uh. I can say that now that the bank, you know, the bank didn't know at the time, so they didn't know how to appraise it. So there was a lot of stumbling blocks. Um, So my team and I had to get creative and that's what we did. Previous to me, it had 16 showings, but there was always an issue that would not allow them to move forward. So I just feel it was meant to be ours.
0: Wow, absolutely. And and I do follow you on social media and like before the interview, the pictures are just absolutely and I'm sure the pictures don't even do it justice that you post. For, yeah, no.
1: Photographer, and I know nothing about editing editing or lighting. I can't wait to have my friends who are photographers come up and just capture the magic.
0: Oh my gosh. So you basically you saw it, you fell in love with it, and you ha- it is now home. Yeah. yeah, my home. <laughs> and just mm-hmm. and, this, and this a side note on all that too, because we've been talking for a while. You didn't, you didn't have heat during the winter? Is that what is, you didn't have? Yeah, she didn't have heat, people.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It, yeah, um, I have an RV. So I was staying in the RV and then that heat broke. And then my cousin lives 30 minutes away. So we were back and forth between um, staying there and working here. And my brother is an electrician. So he, we closed on February 24th and we had heat by um, St. Patty's Day.
0: And it was cold.
1: It was very cold. Yeah. And it was cold in here. This place is very, very well built and insulated. So it took a long time. We had like space heaters everywhere and it was almost a full day to heat it up so that we can work in here. I say we work, I didn't work because I was still in recovery. So I wasn't, I was very good. I found really good leadership skills in the whole process.
0: There you go. Sometimes, you know, we find things on in ourselves at the, at the craziest moments and, and look at you. So there was a process to purchasing this property though. It just didn't happen. One, two, three, because that would have been too easy.
1: Way too easy. So the, First time that I visited the property was in September. So from September to um, February, there were a bunch of hurdles. So actually getting approved for the loan was the first process and it was the easiest process, followed by the appraisal, the inspection, finding equity to secure the property because the property was appraised lower than the asking price, We were able to negotiate the price and then I was still lacking equity. So I did find a co-signer um, and I like to call him my angel investor. And the final step was to close on the property. And that's what we did in February. But from September till February, there were times where I'm like, I'm not going to get this property. And I would cry and I'd break down. And one time Naomi was there and she was like, no, 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 this isn't going to happen. She's like, we're going to figure it out. So, and we did.
0: Absolutely. Because now you're living on the property and and you've been living on the property since you closed.
1: Yeah. So I was back and forth, like staying in the RV at the cabin um, and officially moved in St. Patty's Day weekend when I had heat. (laughs) When you had heat. Exactly. Because it was cold. Because I (laughs) talked to you. (laughs) Yeah, it was freezing. It was cold. It was
0: very cold. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. So, and I love this. You said the back, uh, you call it the back door to my office when you're looking out your kitchen window.
1: I remember the day that I I came to look at the place and Stan is the seller. um, And he, I was looking out the window. He was like, I call that the back door to my office. I said, I want to call that the back door to my office. So now I do.
0: I can't wait to share the pictures and everything else with everybody else. So will the vineyard continue to be a working vineyard?
1: Yeah, I plan on keeping it an operating vineyard. I would like to build off what was created here. It was an operating vineyard for nearly 23 years. It has endless opportunities here. I'm in the process of learning all about grapes, Stan, the seller is staying on as a consultant for a year. He had an employee, Jen, who um, is also staying on. She worked here for three years and we're so glad that she is because she, she knows the vineyard more than we do. So sometimes she's like, should I come to work today? I'm like, yeah, what are we doing? Like, well, poles need to be fixed. Wires need to be tightened. So I'm like, yeah, just come and and help us. So she's been great. My cousin Iris is my business partner. She is the the soil. She's got a green thumb. We call her the lady of the garden. Dan had a really great relationship with Penn State Extension Program. They do some research here. Um, They're in the process of next year, they should have an internship program. So I also want to maintain that relationship with Penn State. We were recently accepted as a client of the small business development center offered by scranton university so they're going to help us with the business side they're going to help us um with the balance sheet and find funding and grants and help with our website so we're just learning every day is a new day we're
0: learning wow well you're never bored no
1: no i don't have to (laughs) no no
0: so who's the lady of the garden
1: She's Iris. Um, She has a natural green thumb. So she I was so excited that she believed in the project from day one. She said I gave her the gift, um, but I couldn't do this without her. Again, so many people stepped up, stepped up to offer to help and volunteer. It has been amazing and keeps me going. Um, Yeah. So Iris is is my business partner and she there were times where I doubted what we were doing and she said, no, no, this is, this is meant to be, you, this is a gift to us, to the whole family. I have a hard time saying that the vineyard's mine. I always say it's ours. And people will ask me, they're like, who's, who's ours? I'm like, I just feel like it's, it's ours. So yeah, I couldn't have done it with, I couldn't have done it without Iris.
0: And, and were you planning to do the retreat on your own, and then with everything that had transpired b- before you looking for property, you you know you had you had your village come together for you. So was there a time where you're going to do it by yourself? And now though things have taken, so you always were going to.
1: That was something that I couldn't do alone. Okay. Um, I always knew that I was going to need support. Even when we start doing yoga retreats, I would love to have yoga instructors come up because there's so many different styles of yoga. And mm-hmm. I'm a yoga instructor myself, but with there being so many different styles of yoga, I want to be able to offer that here. Wow.
0: Wow. And so it's going to be a woman's retreat. And then you also have another part of it, which is going to be a a rescue sanctuary.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted to have a place where Animals and humans can come to help bridge that gap between with animal welfare. Um, So I want this place to be a safe haven for both humans and animals. And what better place
0: to do it as at a woman's retreat when, you know, they do need some support and what better support than having a dog or whatever else you might be rescuing also so everybody always needs a hug and coming from, um, you know, the beautiful dogs and. I happen to volu- do a little volunteer at a uh, horse rescue and I love hugging on the horses and we even have a donkey. So it's, it's important. It's definitely important.
1: Yeah. Animals, um, they're, they're magic and they they really have so much to teach us if we would just listen.
0: Absolutely. And so you have had a few rescues yourself. So you want to tell us a little bit about them?
1: I will. So at the moment <clears throat> I have two, rescue pipples. I have North and Olivia, but I, I wanted to, uh, I'm going to explain my whole dog history. I could talk about dogs. Um, my rescue dogs, that's, I could talk about this all day long, but dogs are my soul food. I had dogs my whole life. And actually, if we grew up together, I probably had one of your animals at my house for a sleepover. It's still a running joke between neighbors and some old friends. If your pet was missing, they would always say, check the wince. Most of the time we just kept them. We always had strays. My mom would bring them home. I would bring them home. My first dog um, that I had, my very first dog was Sandy. And after, after her, every dog became this stepping stone of growth and expansion. Later, later in life, I would adopt this cute little rescue Buster. He taught me all about unconditional love. I never felt that before. I knew nothing about his breed. Buster was my first pit bull type dog. I had so many people come up to me after I adopted him and tell me to be careful. I even had one guy tell me, these dogs can take a really good punch. And I was horrified, not of my dog, but of people. So the solution I found was education. I started educating myself on everything Pitbull. I became obsessed. The first documentary I watched was Beyond the Myth, and the rest is, is history. I tell everybody that Buster changed the trajectory of my life, and I stole those words from Rebecca Corey. She's this the um, founder of the Stand Up for Pits Foundation. <clears throat> when I listened to her talk about her dogs and why she created her foundation, For the first time, someone put into words how I felt about these dogs. It's how I became friends with Naomi and so many other fierce women. They were making a difference and giving me the confidence to do the same. They were having educated conversations, and I wanted in. And Buster, sadly, passed away in October of 2021. I adopted him from Blue Chips in Dallas, PA. Um, And that's actually 20 minutes from here. I had him for nine years and then I adopted Olivia six years ago. I, um, she's a Jersey girl, so she's wild. And somebody posted her on Facebook, a friend of a friend shared her and I reached out to her cause I was looking for a second dog for Buster. Yes. Yeah, so I got, I wasn't the first family that got her. Somebody, um, adopted her first. And then 24 hours later, they called me and said, do you want this dog? So we took her. Um, and I had no idea what I was getting in when I adopted Olivia. She has some fear-based aggression, but um, she really taught me all about fear-based aggression. Right. And when I say that, I'm talking about mine, not hers.
0: right.
1: right. <laughs> so uh, she she's become my rock. And I adopted North last January, and North came from Act Philadelphia. He's a real survivor. He is teaching me all about insecurities. He is a lover with so much energy to burn. He just wants to run. He reminds me of a bad boyfriend with good looks and charm. So many dogs like North are being euthanized in our city shelters. It's horrific what is happening to these dogs. This is a real problem with a solution and it keeps being ignored. Shelters are in crisis and animals are paying the ultimate sacrifice, specifically pitbull bull type dogs. The bottom line is they're just dogs with personalities just like us. Each one of them has taught me how to adapt. We made mistakes and loved each other anyway. It's a projection of yourself, and they have so much to teach us if we're willing to listen.
0: Absolutely. And I'll go back to what you had said earlier about education. Um, and I've heard, heard this from many of the women I've talked to who own, you Well, know, just a real quick story. Uh, Emily Mallet is a children's book author who I've interviewed and her daughter, Sydney. And her books are based on her daughter, Sydney, and their three rescue Pit bulls, and while I was talking to, and I interviewed them both, Sydney, I believe Sydney is eight, and I had said I had said pit bull, and Sydney stopped me and said, "No, we don't use that word here in Canada." And I said, "Okay, so what?" I said, "I'm telling you, I learn something everything every time I do an interview. What should I say about, or how? What should I call the pit bull?" She goes, "Well, if somebody asks me what kind of dog my dog is, I just say he's a good dog, and that's." Where what I learned from that whole uh, episode, along with education, 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 because it's not the dog. Oh, see, I could get started with you too.
1: <laughs> I know we can just go off topic and talk all day about education, how it's lacking, and how things need to change. And she's right. I mean, pitbulls not even a breed; it's a generic term, and all of these dogs are labeled and looped under that label. That's right. and- discrimination and it's wrong and it's sad.
0: Absolutely. And and, and one of the uh, first dogs that I had with my two older girls was a good dog and he was a beautiful pit bull and he was my big baby. And so it's, it's definitely, it's all in the raising and the, and your own knowledge and your own education, um, which lacks so much in this society about uh, animals.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there are Like I said, they're they all have their own personality. I did adopt North because he looked like Buster, and he is completely different. He loves when he wants to love, but you know, people have let him down, so I have to give him him space, and I have to respect his boundaries. And I adapted to what he needed. I adopted him. I brought him into my home, and you know, he he doesn't trust a lot of people, and. I educate people on that.
0: Absolutely. And, and again, that is at the top of the list uh, of education all, all the way around. And so you're taking the Women's Retreat and the Animal Rescue and putting them together. And it is going to be absolutely amazing um, when you finally get to that grand opening day. I'm I'm so excited. I look forward to this whole journey all together. And we've been talking for a while. So this first phase is very exciting. Um, and so with putting it everything together, the Women's Retreat and the Animal Rescue, um, Um, did you start with a business plan at all when you first started out?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had a business plan. I've been working with a business coach. Uh, I work with Kim Looner. I met her at a women's leadership conference virtually in 2020. She helped me with establishing the nonprofit. Once that was completed, we started with making the plan. We wanted to, we wanted the nonprofit to be profitable. I didn't know how we were going to do that. Um, And I think that's the biggest misconception of nonprofit. I had this idea that if I could give back, I would receive more to give. So I just, I kept giving and receiving. um, And I was seeing that circle happen and the idea of the nonprofit came to life. And so the Be and Let Live project is be after Buster and live after Olivia. (coughs)
0: And and even that process itself, the 501C is a whole nother ballgame in itself also.
1: Oh, yeah, that was um, it wasn't too much of a challenge um, because I had Kim and I did hire a lawyer and they kind of walked me through the whole process. And still to this day, every time I make changes Um, to the nonprofit, I always reach out to my lawyer and she kind of guides me through the process. You don't need a lawyer to, you can do everything online, but I just wanted everything to be legit and done correctly. And then I also wanted somebody as a resource, you know, if, if something popped up, I wanted to be able to go back to somebody and say, help me with this.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Especially the big undertaking that you have uh, ahead of you. And so I know you have a funny story about the business plan.
1: I do. I have a really funny story about the business plan. So Kim, when I started working with her, she was like, um, she wanted a business plan, a mock business plan. So in the business plan, I wrote that I wanted to partner with I wanted to find a community where I can partner with local wineries, breweries, yoga sanctuaries, rescue everything that I I envision coming together. That's who I wanted to connect and network with. And in my business plan, I used a specific winery, and the winer, the specific winery I used in my mock business plan happens to be the buyer of the grapes of this vineyard. Wow and I found a vineyard and I found out who the buyer was I um called Kim I was like Kim I was like take a look at my business plan I was like tiny house a lot of land specific winery and she was she said cuz she's my um voice of reason she's like all right the bank is not going to finance your dreams she's like but that's where I come in and that was back in September and Everything just started rolling together, but I'm a big believer in signs. And when that happened, I was like, tiny house, specific winery, a lot of land. I was like, this is the place. That's it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how it all comes comes together. I mean, you know, you had thought about this months and months prior to, you know, starting on your journey and then putting your business plan together. And there's your winery right in front of you. And so I know Kim, Kim is your whole package. She's your business coach. She's your mentor. And would you recommend to another woman entrepreneur to seek out a business coach mentor?
1: Yes. A thousand times seek out coaching, and mentoring. They are your cheerleaders that encourage you to keep going. They help you find a way. Most importantly, they support you. The whole reason we are here. Find a coach who encourages you to work independently, critically, and as a resource. It's like dating. They don't all work, and that's okay. That's kind of like therapy. Um, If you're not jiving with that person, find another one. And not only do I have a business coach, I have a life coach and I, I have an astrology coach. (laughs) Awesome. Oh my
0: gosh, really? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I learned thing again, I do learn, uh, every something new every time I do an interview, but you aren't the first one that has told me that you do have a life coach and it has helped with building your business, building your dreams. Um, my cousin who's up in Canada, she, well, she is a life coach, but she also seeked a life coach for herself. Mm -hmm. when she was starting her business. Um, and so, yeah, that is just, I believe. And from the other women I've spoken with, um, having a mentor, having a coach is definitely something you should look into. Um, because like you said, sometimes you don't know which way to turn or you have something come up and you don't have the answer for, but Kim, Kim will.
1: Yeah. Oh, Kim has the answers. And it's nice too, because I have a lot on my plate and then she always checks in, you know, we always have weekly calls. Um, We share a Google doc. This is what I'm doing. This is what she's doing. So we work together um, and it's, it's networking. I actually met Kim. My very first retreat I did um, was Jennifer Shelter out in Philadelphia and when COVID started happening, everything went virtual. So I I took one of her virtual classes, the woman leadership uh, course, and Kim was one of the speakers. And then I reached out to her and we started working in um, January of 21. That's
0: awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and I say this to other women entrepreneurs, too, it is definitely seek out that coach mentor. It will help you. It will make a difference. I have my business partner um i don't know what i would do without him either because that we're forever like bouncing off of each other so it's important um so what advice would you give another woman entrepreneur wanting to you know to follow their dream uh start their own business
1: i say the biggest thing is network and support what you believe in learn everything you can always stay sharp write it down act it out It's so fun to watch your dreams come into a reality. You can look back and say, I created that dream bigger. I love quotes. So I can keep going on and on and on about quotes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're important though. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you need a little uplift every once in a while.
1: So I, yeah, networking for me has been, it's been amazing because it just, it's, you know, you have these ideas in your head and if you don't talk about them and you don't act them out, you're not going to, you're going to, you're alone. And that sometimes I think like my ideas are crazy. I can't accomplish that. And then you talk to somebody and they say, no, I know somebody who did it and they can help you.
0: Absolutely. And one of the, one of the I, things that I am doing with the, doing the women entrepreneurs spotlight is building a network for other women. And I, and I would love to put your name into that also. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. do it Absolutely. Thank you. it's Mm -hmm. important. Um, because I'll talk for myself. It's like, I had a hard time in the beginning to ask for help. I like to do everything on my own. I'll redo my research. I'll do this. I'll do that. Um, but sometimes you waste time doing that too, when you're doing everything yourself, because if you ask somebody else that has, has already been through something, it's much quicker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. Right. Because somebody has always done it. Exactly. you're inspiring people by what you're doing, but I was inspired by so many people. And the more I learn, it's it's a network and it's a community. And there you people always have a team.
0: And I can't wait to see it all together. So describe what Endless Mountain Vineyards retreat will be once it's complete.
1: Um Endless Mountains is going to be amazing. We will start off with yoga classes on Saturday mornings. I invited so many talents up to the vineyard. The lineup is—it's it, the lineup is epic. I'm really excited about it. Um, from yoga, we can build into workshop events, festivals, all on a intimate, low key frequency. I would like to offer seminars on nutrition, writing, investing, financing. Uh, We're in the endless mountains. So I always say that there's just endless opportunities here.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. And I can't see, can't wait to see it all come together. And you envision a destination style, uh, reset and recharging healing atmosphere. What's that going to be like?
1: My idea, I envision a destination style, a reset and recharge healing atmosphere with lots of rescue dogs and great adoption stories a retreat for humans and animals. A portion of the proceeds from Endless Mountain Vineyards, what we create, will go back to the Be and Let Live project where we can offer grants back to the community. It's how we make the nonprofit profitable profitable and with the right intention. It's a beautiful thing.
0: So I do know I do know your love for for the rescues and and the reason for your women's retreat. Was there a particular reason why you wanted to put, bring it all together uh, to have your rescue dogs, other rescues and the women retreat together and foster them?
1: Yeah. And I practice, I practice this and I'm going to try and get through this without crying. But yeah, the, the reason that I want to incorporate rescue is because a rescue dog saved me and I promised Buster, I would keep his memory alive. He needs to be honored like so many of our community's underdogs. Also, because our shelters need rescuing. Not only the animals, but our animal care workers, the volunteers who walk into the shelters to love up onto an animal that's not going to make it out. Rescues are tired. And unfortunately, it's a never-ending vicious cycle of breeding, abuse, and dumping. What is going on in our shelters needs to be on every news station, social media platform, and screams from the mountaintops. That's why I bought a vineyard on top of a mountain. This is a human problem with a solution. It's disheartening. Endless mountain vineyards and the Be and Live project wants to be a safe haven, a place to come back to basics and heal. When you leave here, I want you to feel empowered to help change the world, even if it is one dog at a time.
0: It's one person at a time, one one rescue at a time, and bringing them together with with your uh, with your dream becoming that reality for the women's retreat is just amazing. And I I want to thank you personally because everything you just said is exactly what is happening in the rescues. Yeah, it, it's it's tough.
1: Well, I'm sorry, but people will ask me all the time, like why I post these horrific pictures. And I just ask them, how do you look away? How do you exactly. look away and that it's happening? And there is a solution to the problem. And it starts with education. And we can't, we have to stop looking away. You can't. And this whole idea started when I adopted a dog.
0: And that's where it started, and that's where it's going. That's where it's been growing from. So, um, everything that you have brought together and and continue to bring together for the retreat will be simply amazing. And not only are you going to you know save save, maybe that's not the right word for the women who are coming, but at least help them get to or whatever they're there for the retreat. And then just to to save to save an animal, you know, it's one animal at a time.
1: Right, and even if it doesn't. You know, they're not saying that everyone's going to come here and adopt a dog, um, but they're going to be more aware of, you know, what's happening. Um, I have friends and family who still buy their dogs from breeders and it breaks my heart. I used to have a very hard time with that. Um, I'm learning to control my emotions, but it all starts with just having a conversation and creating awareness of why we can do things differently.
0: Um, You started to talk or mention, you know, the uh, rescue workers. I mean, they put in endless hours to help save dogs, cats, whatever, whatever, whichever animal they happen to be working with. Um, And they don't stop. You don't, you did not you don't stop. Naomi it doesn't, doesn't stop. stop. No, it doesn't oh. stop. Does not stop. It just continues on. So, and again, um, doing what you're doing and educating other people is, is definitely something everybody needs to hear. And that's, that's the part you need to hear it all. And posting the pictures. Absolutely. No matter how hard it is to look at them because people, yeah. people don't know. You
1: know. I didn't, yeah. I, and if I didn't adopt buster and, you know, I didn't know anything about Pipples and the stigma, and then the abuse and everything that happens behind the scenes with these dogs. And the crazy thing is, is that most people that are associated with these dogs and the abuse and the backdoor breeding or the back breeding—that's a small portion right. of actually happening behind the scenes. It's the um, I mean, I can I, I mean that's a whole nother show but
0: it is. And and I think uh, doing a round table discussion will be the next project for me with, with all the advocates for that too. So yeah, no, that's, that will definitely be another subject that we we will go after. So has any of your ideas for Endless Mountain change since your breast cancer diagnosis and are there elements you have added or maybe decided to go a different route with?
1: Um, well, you know, October is not only breast cancer awareness month, it, also happens to be pitbull awareness month. So again, no coincidence there. I'm sure I can find a local nonprofit to partner with. Endless opportunities once again. To know them both is to know a survivor. And
0: have you been to other retreats that you've had anything like you are planning that have had anything like you're planning for Endless Mountain?
1: Not really the same. Um But I think a retreat teaches you to expand in a mindful way. Retreats help you build community through networking and open mind, open heart. I would be happy to have the first rescue retreat center, anything to help humanity heal. My first retreat was in January 2020. It was life changing and it put me in a room full of vulnerable women with great stories of strength and bravery. It was my introduction to writing, meditation, and true friendship. Most of these women I still talk to today, and some were a huge part of my recovery. It's how I met Kim, hiked the Grand Canyon, backpacked in Peru, and found my own strength. And I'm planning another retreat in February
0: 2024. Oh my gosh, that is absolutely awesome. You are amazing.
1: Never alone. No, no,
0: not alone. Absolutely. So what is your next phase now that you have secured the property, you're living there and uh, your vineyard is starting to grow?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So learn, learn, work and learn. We have a lot to learn. The house needed some work. The land needed some TLC. We have been working on projects to get up and running The vineyard needs some upgrades and repairs. Again, it has been really fun to watch people show up and get things done. Family, friends, everyone has taken on a task. I have people reaching out on social media and asking how they can participate. My new neighbors are amazing. One couple showed up and moved my couch in. It was very heartwarming. Um, My new neighbors, this is a little off the um topic but um they actually own a winery and they just purchased some bees and they use honey to make their wine so i think it's called a meadery like mead mountain they're in the process of um getting all of the paperwork so that they can open up their winery and they're they drove up on their quad but I can actually walk to their house through the woods.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. See, that is simply amazing uh, that people show up.
1: I know. They they do. They really do. Um, Phase two is going to be integration, really finding my community here in Falls. I want to connect with local rescues, yoga, coffee shops, wineries, vineyards, sanctuaries. I would love to offer a CSA everything local and small. I would love to get the word out on what we are working, what we are working on and why it is important. Most importantly, how we plan to give back and help educate through rescue. I would love to find partnerships, sponsors, investors and really just get to work. Um we we will have social events and fundraising here at the vineyard.
0: And so how long of a time that will that second phase take you?
1: So we're going to start with having just, you know, local or small yoga classes here and then just build off of that. Um, Hopefully in October we can have our grand opening um, and have some events, maybe just like small local events. I have, Three people that reached out so far that want to um, offer a workshop of Kundalini um, sound bath, a human design class, which is really interesting. So I don't really have a time frame of when this is all going to happen. Um, harvest is anywhere from September to October, so um, we'll be looking for a lot of volunteers and then just kind of seeing how it all takes off.
0: And it's just simply amazing absolutely amazing and so you and i will be doing a second podcast cuz i am going to be covering this right into the grand opening in the meantime is there anything else you would like to share about the first phase of your journey anything i missed are you looking for volunteers as you said such at the, at this time or maybe just for the harvest and where can people find updates on your progress
1: great question Thank you. Um, yeah, phase one, it was uh it was a journey that would have never been completed alone. It's just the beginning. And phase one, Kim and I said phase one is just securing the property. Let's secure the property. So we we accomplished phase one. Phase two is where we start to incorporate zoning, land developing, growing into the holistic health and wellness retreat centered, I envision. We finally have a, a home to grow. I say the Be and Let Live project finally has a home. Um, and volunteers are always welcomed. Um, we'll find something for you to do. <laughs> There's a- At the moment, my, my website is under construction. I filled out my application yesterday for the um, Small Business Development Center. They actually accepted my application. And I will be working with a web designer soon. Um, I am going to start a YouTube channel as well, because I, you know, here I am, this is what we're doing. Um, this is what we're learning. I started following other small vineyards that have YouTube channels and they just, they were like, these are the mistakes we made. This is how we learned, you know, from the soil to harvest. Um, and one guy, dirty vineyards, he's at the Pacific Northwest. He, uh. His one, uh, channel, his one episode, he was like, I have this tractor that I had no idea how to ride. And as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, good. Because we have all this farm equipment, uh, but we're managing, we're figuring it out. And then um, you can always look for updates on my social media under Jennifer Estelle, or you can email endlessmountainvineyards at gmail.com. Okay, and then
0: and and I just looked at the last paragraph here because I would like you to discuss more of your health journey if that's okay with you.
1: I do want to want to talk about why I chose a bilateral mastectomy over a lumpectomy? Um, about my genetic results, what I found out that my treatment. Although I've I've been really fortunate in my recovery and. I did not need chemo because I had a bilateral mastectomy, I didn't need radiation, but I do struggle with lymphedema um, due to the removal of my lymph nodes on my my left arm. The treatment options I'm receiving to help cope with that and what I'm learning. And because I am a yoga instructor and I do a lot of Kundalini and breath work, I've always been really interested in the chakras and I found out that your chakras align with, with your lymph nodes. Um, So they're your major organs in your body. And I find that really interesting how it all connects and there's a science behind it. So with that science behind it, with the chakras, with the lymph nodes, I would love to dive a little bit more um, deeply into that. I think it's really interesting that the lymph nodes align with your chakras. And, and explain to people what your chakras are. So your chakras are um your eight I guess points in your body. So you have your root, which is your sacral, you have your um solar plexus, which is your gut, uh your heart chakra, your throat chakra, your crown like it's your crown chakra. Um, so and this is where I need to learn a little bit more, but your crown aligns with your um, your um pituitary gland, which is your master organ, and it's all of your hormones. And if there's a block in your lymphatic system or a block in your chakras, you know, things are going to go uh, array and there's ways to flush that out with breathing and just movement that we can do to um, get everything aligned and and juicing them up and getting them moving.
0: And so is it a continual uh, problem with your lymph nodes still?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to have to be mindful forever because I have a break in my chain. So, um, you know, your lymphatic system is a little bit different than your vascular system. Your vascular system has a pump, which is your heart and your lymphatic system doesn't. So that's, it's really important to do jumping jacks. Um, They say, if you do, I think like 20 jumping jacks a day, you lower your chances of getting breast cancer because you're pumping your lymphatic system. Now my lymphatic system, when it drains, it just stays there. And, beginning, you know, I was very immobile and I was, I was protecting my chest and like kind of hunching my back and, and it hurt to move. So I wasn't moving all my fluid collected right here in my armpit. And then I also have this, um, this other fun thing that happened that's called the cording <laughs> where your skin gets super tight. So when you go to stretch, it feels like your skin's gonna dip, and The cure for that is lymphatic drainage massage, um, breaking up that scar tissue and stretching no matter how bad it hurts.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. We definitely will have to do another series on this. And so why did you choose the bilateral mastectomy?
1: I had the um, I tested positive for the check 2 gene. So I have the gene for breast and colon cancer. So um, it just made sense to get rid of all of my breast tissue.
0: There you go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There you go. And, and that is such a big personal choice. So um, I would love to discuss that more too. So we definitely will have to carry this on into, into another uh, interview because you have, you are just, uh, you have so much information to share.
1: I mean, I definitely have learned a lot (laughs) in these past couple of months. And it's crazy because I, I worked in healthcare and I like I said I helped women through the whole process of getting the biopsy but once you have your biopsy out of sight out of mind I didn't right. know. And when I first got the diagnosis people would ask me they're like, "Well, what's your treatment plan?" I'm like, "I have no idea." Like I was just diagnosed. I didn't even I never thought of like what my treatment plan would be because there are so many options. Um but I, I really feel like the bilateral mastectomy was the best option for me. Um, and yeah, it just, uh, it's a lot. Yeah.
0: I, I I can't even imagine. I can't even say that I can imagine because I can't imagine not at all. Not, not, not in, yeah again. And
1: I, I had the foundation of healthcare, like I said. So I feel like I was, I don't want to say I was okay with the diagnosis, but I was, I was okay of like, all right, I, this isn't all new to me, you know, from the I, diagnosis on it was, but I, I had to trust my healthcare
0: team. Absolutely. Um, and again, goes back to education. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. All around, educate, all around education with wineries, breast cancer, and animal rescues. And Jen, I, I appreciate, thank you so much for being part of Women Entrepreneur Spotlight. I look forward to doing uh, phase two and being part of the grand opening. And we will definitely get back together again and talk about the breast cancer and, and your journey in that just itself. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you, Deb. I really appreciate um, a platform to share my voice. And I get so many questions of, you know, what are you doing? And it seems in the beginning, it was all over the place. And it's starting to finally all come together. So I'm so excited to start talking about it and to, to get it out there and say, hey, this is why we're here. And this is what we're doing.
0: Absolutely. And I am more than happy to help you share the word. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Jen, you have a great evening and we will be talking again. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Deb. Um, I look hey, forward to You're welcome.